0: stand together fix our eyes on the one that's in control of all things our King of glory Jesus Nations
1: bow to Him, and nations bow, and mountains shake at the sound of just one name. Over all, Jesus reigns. Morning.
0: The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. The earth is His and everyone who dwells there, and that's what the Psalms teach us. And so I want to just worship and focus our eyes on Him this morning, the one who controls all things. Nations bow, mountains shake at the
1: sound of His great name. We sing this out. And nations bow, mountains shake at the sound. Just one name over all. Jesus reigns. I know, nations bow, mountains shake. He reigns. He reigns over all. We'll sing it one more time and worship to Him. And nations bow, or mountains shake at the sound of just one. Matthew chapter eight says
0: this, and when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. That sort of feels like 2020, doesn't it? The waves and the wind all around. And they went and woke him saying, save us Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. And then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. and There was a great calm. And the men marveled saying, what sort of man is this? Jesus, that even the winds and seas obey him. What sort of man is this? That even the winds and the seas obey him. And I'm An invitation from God this morning to take all that you can't control to lift it with your hands and to place it firmly in his hands listen to a sermon this past week and the, the idea and the concept was that my time our time is in his hands that your life and my life completely from the beginning to the end are dotted out and jotted out by his hand he the author of life and everything that happens in between all of it every bit of it is under his sovereign control That's why I love that scripture from the Psalm that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's all His, every bit of it is His, in His hands. And then we have the choice to take it, all the things that we're trying to control that we don't control, and to just lift it and hand it over to Him and surrender. And so this morning, maybe you just need to let go. Maybe you need to follow the the words of this song and just let go, let your soul release and let go to the God who owns it all, controls it all, who sees the future and holds the future. We're gonna sing that again one more time. So let go my soul and just let it be a response to God this morning. Let it be a response to him of who he is in all power and all glory
1: and all might. So let go my soul and trust in him. The waves and wind still know his name. We sing that again. So let go. One more time. The waves and wind still know your name. We sing that chorus again. And it is well. It's well with us because of Him. With my soul. Sing that in faith to Him, with confidence in Him. be still and know that he is God who is my soul and it is well, it is well with my soul
0: We praise you Lord that we can rest in you that our lives are in your hands, that you hold them, Lord. Every year that we pass, Lord, it's held by you, so we praise you. And I pray this morning, Lord, for your sheep, for me and for our church, Lord, would you fill us with your peace, a peace that goes beyond all understanding. Fill our soul with it, Lord. That you would fill our our soul with the hope that only comes in you. And in knowing your glory and your power as the king over all things. Lord, fill us with joy because of the promises that you've made for your people. then Lord, would you take it, would, I just wanna pray a blessing over our church. Lord, would you take your power and your might and your Holy Spirit and just bless us. Make your face shine upon us. Lord, may it be well in our soul because of you. May you bless us with that peace and that rest. Just take a minute, church, and just just breathe deep. Take in the breath that he is, that's his mercy. That breath is his mercy that he's given you this morning. And just rest in him. Be still and know that he is the God and the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Just breathe in his grace and his mercy. Praise you for this, Lord. In your name, Jesus, amen. You can be seated. Happy New Year! How's everybody doing? Everybody good? All right. Uh, so, as you saw, we're kicking off a new session of Alpha, and Alpha is a ministry where uh, non-believers can come in and just ask questions about life and faith, and uh, just have an opportunity in a safe place to wrestle with those things. It's an incredible ministry, and they're going to kick off an Alpha online starting on January 13th. And if you want to be a part of that, you can sign up for it at thefreshwaterchurch/alpha, uh, and you can also sign friends and family up for it now i think we can all agree 2020 it's sort of cliche to say but it's so true it was an extremely difficult year it was very hard and pastor scott brought up the point can you imagine going through that and not walking with jesus through that uncertainty and that difficulty and so because of that we just believe that the the fields are ripe for harvest that those that are wrestling with faith are really truly um struggling and and, and want to know that sovereign king jesus and so uh, Bruce Farley, who is the head of the, of the Alpha Ministry here, has asked each of us, myself included, to consider praying for three people in your life that might need to come to know Jesus and to pray for them and then take take the step and invite them to this Alpha. Here's the cool thing about it is Alpha this year uh, is online, so that means that you can invite somebody from any other place in the world. I mean, they can, they can pipe in on Zoom as long as they have a good internet connection. And so it's a really incredible opportunity that uh, has come up about because of this past year. And so if you wanna be a part of that or you know somebody, would you take time to invite them? Uh, They're giving you a few tools today as you leave that you can pick up a card in the lobby. There will be some people just handing those out as you go out the doors. And uh, that card is just an opportunity for you to take it and and hand it to someone and invite them to that. Uh, Another opportunity is this coming week out on social media, there will be a video that will come out that you can share uh, with friends or just on your wall. Uh, just to get word out again about Alpha and supporting this ministry and being a part of what God wants to do in non-believers' lives. So uh, we hope that you'll join us. Again, thefreshwater.church backslash alpha. You can sign up for that or sign other people up for that through that link. Uh, If you are new with us in the room or online, uh, actually, we're just really glad that you're here. Like, it's a a huge honor that you would take time out of your day to be here and be a part of this uh, setting with us. And so welcome. Would you take out your phone right now and text the word welcome to the number that you see on the screen. And over the next few days, one of our staff will get in contact with you just to get to know you a little bit better uh, and answer any questions that you might have. It would be an honor for us to do that. So if you would do that, that would be an awesome thing. Uh, Also this winter coming up in January, we're kicking off our introduction to theology course. And this is an incredible opportunity. If you've been looking for a way uh, to just grow in doctrine and grow in knowledge of the Bible, uh, this is an incredible class. It goes for 10 weeks. And over those 10 weeks, they're going to be covering truth, knowledge, and tradition. And so they start with different things. And this is, again, an entry point for it. It's the introduction point. And there's other opportunities along the way with our TTP program to grow in theology and the different courses that we have. But this is a great way to begin to get involved, and anyone can be a part of it. So even if you're maybe even wrestling with faith, it's not a bad place to start just to learn more about Uh, who we are and and what we believe in as as followers of Jesus, okay? All right, so that's gonna kick off on January 19th. You can sign up online for that at thefreshwater.church or out in the lobby, there's a next step station near the orange wall that you can go to as well and sign up for. Uh, One of the things that we try to do every week is we wanna pray for one of our missions agencies that we support as a church or we wanna pray for an international worker. And today, it's really close to home. Uh, We wanna pray for Wadsworth Fish. They're located right downtown, currently in a building right next door. Uh, I think it's to Pizzazzios, if you know where that is. And Wadsworth Fish serves uh, people in our area who are in need. It's an incredible ministry. Um, They got hit with some bad news over the last few weeks. They found out that the building that they're in is actually going to be sold soon. And so uh, now they're in a place where they're sort of homeless. And so uh, they're gonna be looking for a new place. They're trusting God that, that he would open that up, but we're gonna pray for that this morning specifically and then there's a few other things that you'll see on the screen that we're going to pray for if you want to pray for them during this week take out your phone and just snap a picture of it and you'll have that uh and that i'm sure they would really appreciate you going before god for them but let's pray for them now god we thank you that every resource is yours Uh, we thank you and praise you that uh, lord you have you have every building in your hand you own all of it Uh, scripture tells us that you own the cattle on every hill lord so the resources are yours and god we pray boldly for the fish that you would raise up a space for them we know that you already have it in mind and you already have probably the people in mind that are going to bring that to be god would you open that door and would you make a way literally would you open a door to a new building lord before this time runs out i know they're making plans for other things lord but i just want to pray for your work and your bold hand to do it before they have to worry about anything else that you would open that door and open that building and we trust you with that, Lord. We put that in your hands. We leave it in your hands, knowing that, Lord, you're the God that moves the mountains, uh, calms the waves. Would you do that for fish? Lord, we pray for their, uh, their clients that come through, Lord. Would you shine the light of the gospel in their lives as they're served and they're taken care of in the physical way, Lord? Would you continue to do that for them? And Lord, would you open their eyes to see your glory and your majesty, Jesus, through the people that they meet, the love that they experience? Lord, break through in that way. Lord, we pray also for their volunteers that have been coming in, going through a pretty busy season. Lord, refresh them right now, wherever they're at in their worship spaces. Lord, would you refresh their heart through your Holy Spirit? Would you prepare them again for the next work of ministry, the next face that they have to meet, the next person that they see? Fill them with love, Lord. Fill them with uh, all that you are, all of your power and, and, and just your might, but also just your kindness, your mercy, your grace. Fill them with those things. Prepare them to be your hands and feet. Lord, we pray for Melanie, who's the head of of fish and is running things. Lord, give her vision and wisdom as she navigates these changes. Guide their board. Lord, give them thoughts that are from you. Give them wise thoughts, Lord. We pray this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Good morning. morning.
2: I'm Pastor Sean. Um, One of the, the, the staff here at the church. I totally didn't even say that right. Usually Scott goes... I'm Scott, I'm one of the pastors here. I'm Sean, I'm one of the pastors here. Has it been one of those years for you? Um, <clears throat> I, I want to start with this only because it wasn't planned and, and uh, Jake and I didn't connect. Uh, we connected on the last song that we're going to be doing today, but not that one that he just did, uh, It Is Well. It's one of my favorite songs. It's actually one of the songs that, that I've listened to often over this past year just to kind of get through. And if you're not familiar with the story behind that, Horatio Spafford, uh, the the writer of that song, uh, was uh, a businessman in Chicago. Um, He actually was partnered with D.L. Moody, uh, doing evangelism to the city and and some of their crusades together. Um But during the Chicago fire, he basically lost everything, business, home, um, had to rebuild and and uh still and all of that kept going uh moody asked him if he'd be willing to go over to england and head up one of his missionary trips there to share the gospel and 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 spafford said sure and and he even sent his wife and his his daughters ahead of him and in the process of going across the atlantic their ship sank he lost his family Yet he still decided, I, I, I need to keep moving for Jesus. I know some of us have faced some of that stuff, some loss. I'm going to be completely real. These last two weeks of um, <clears throat> 2020 were hard for me. I had to recover from uh, some jaw surgery, and I lost my uncle to COVID. But, and if I could have got a big picture of a reset button <clears throat> and just put it up there, I would hope that we'd have the same mindset that Horatio Spafford had when he decided to go to England. And on that ship, when they passed where his family went down, he wrote the lyrics to that song. It is well with my soul. I hope that as we enter this new year, guys, not every, it's not all over yet. You know, it, it, there's there's going to be times still that, I mean, I'm looking out in a, in a smaller group, all masked up. I'm talking to family online. <laughs> Someone from South Africa was on in the first service. Huge reach, but still different. Everything's still a little different. I, we're going to have those moments when we're traveling along like Spafford was, and we're going to come across something that has a really bad memory <laughs> from this past year. And I hope that you go, ugh. It is well with my soul. I'm going to keep moving. So we're going to hit reset today. We're going to start moving forward. We're going to say, it is well with my soul. No matter what the winds and the, and the waves do, we have a king who sits on a throne and ultimately wins. And what I get the great privilege and honor of doing today is jumping into a new series. I'm so glad that Scott let me start this in John. John is one of my favorite books in the Bible, and and you're probably, if you've sat through any of my Bible studies, you probably hear me say, this is my favorite, no matter what book it is, I probably say that, but I'm not lying, this one really is. Uh, This, when I was an evangelist for Young Life, um, when I would have people start on their walk, I told them two places to go. It wasn't Genesis, because if they made it through Genesis, they probably weren't going to make it through the next three if they were doing it in order. They'd probably get bogged down pretty quickly. I told them, go to the book of John, and then to the book of Romans. You see, John does an incredible job of sharing a picture of Christ that is so attainable. It is so approachable. And so we're going to start a series in that today. We're going to move through it throughout this next semester uh, for a couple months. Uh, You're going to get to hear the heart of John and who he really is. I get so excited about teaching about John just because of the type of guy I think he was, the picture I get from his writings. Um, I I, I relate sometimes. And so hopefully you will too as, as we move forward. Let me pray for us as we hit reset and head into a gospel year. Father God, I'm so thankful that no matter what happens with the winds and the waves, no matter how much uh, we're hurt, or we face brokenness, trials, you give us the power, you give us, you fill us in a way where we can say, it is well with my soul. Lord, I pray for those, uh, whether they're in this room or online right now that are still asking those questions. Lord, I hope that they would hear through your beloved, through John, that this surrendering, this power, this filling from you is worth it. And I hope as we go through the gospel that those who haven't quite made that step yet will give their lives to you. Lord, we pray for these words. I pray for my words in your dear son's name. Amen. So John, who is John? You, if you were here a couple years back, I spoke uh, on John's letters. So John has written a couple things. He's uh, responsible for, the, of course, the gospel of John, um, the, his letters further on in the New Testament, and then the book of Revelation. Uh, so John was one of the disciples, and, and the disciples, there, there's really, you, you, if you know Jesus and you follow Jesus, you're a disciple, lowercase d. But he had these 12 guys that he handpicked. You're going to hear a little bit more about that in a couple weeks. I'll be preaching on that. Um, <clears throat> these uppercase disciples were a group of guys that Jesus said, hey, come along. I'm going to take you a little further. I'm going to show you a little more. And John was one of them. Now, the, John could have been the youngest uh, from, from kind of historical facts that we've seen in Scripture, um, his, his impulsiveness uh, he was actually one of the sons of thunder, uh, because he kind of <laughs> went ahead of himself a little bit. Um, we see him being impulsive, even uh, at the at the time of Jesus's betrayal. He he runs. Uh, scriptures and uh, tradition says he runs out of the garden naked. I don't know what he did, and how he got there. Um, but what, I, don't, I I don't know about you. When I get freaked out, that's not the first thing I think of doing. Um, <clears throat> but. We know that peter was probably the oldest Uh, peter uh, was the only other one that went with jesus to pay uh, the temple tax in matthew 17. Um, and then we also see in in just tradition uh, the last supper that famous artwork uh, he is depicted as the disciple who is lounging against jesus Um, this this really close relationship Uh, john refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. I don't think it was arrogance guys. I really don't. And in some theologians believe that the book of John was actually um, partially compiled from some of Je- uh, John's followers, that, that they helped tell the story alongside John. And, and who knows, they may have seen that as well. that he in some relationship, whether it was because of his youth, he was close. To Jesus, And I think he was probably close to all the disciples, because if he was the youngest, he was probably the one that they all were just like, where's John? We can't leave until we find John. His mom, his dad will kill us. He was probably also the oldest disciple to pass away as well. At the end of, of this book, we'll look at it in, in chapter 21, uh, Jesus says to Peter, uh, as Peter's kind of do what Peter does, he looks at John, and Peter's being told, you're going to be drug away without any permission of yours. And Peter's like, wait a minute, what, what about him? And points right to John, and Jesus' response is, don't you worry about what happens to him. If I keep him around, it's not your stuff that you have to deal with. And we know they wrote the book of Revelation while he was in captivity, while he was a prisoner. On the island of Patmos so this is John this is the guy who writes this gospel like I said he wrote other books but we're gonna focus in on his gospel and and what is gospel and I think we as Christians especially Western Christians just we kind of own things and say well that that gospel that's just Christian that's just follower of Christ but here's the deal gospel the word you're gonna see it on the screen here In Greek is Ewan gilead. This word is not a new word here in the book of John or the other three Gospels. The word that we get gospel from had been around for a long time, dating some hundreds of years back. And it was used often to, to talk about the good news. We've all heard that. Or good tidings. And most of the time it was associated with a king coming into a place and setting up a new kingdom over a people. I hope that starts to ring some bells for you of why we use the word gospel here. Because you see, that's what John is doing. Very differently than the other kings, they usually came in and conquered, took over. And then someone, a scribe somewhere would go, okay, we have got to spin this and make it look good for the people we just subjugated, (laughs) let's write a good news. A gospel of the story of how that king came in and conquered. But that's not the story, the history of Christ. You see, he is a king who came. He is setting up a new kingdom for the people he's with, but it isn't a new kingdom in his economy, in his timing. This is a kingdom that has existed forever. Yet he comes as a baby in a manger and the good news of this new king and new kingdom or the re-education of a people of a kingdom that's been eternal and a king that has been around from the beginning. So John's gospel for an Eastern culture, for the culture that was listening to this for the first time would hear you on Gilead. They were like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that this guy, this Jesus, is a king? And he established a kingdom? Yeah. That's exactly what he did. So as we go through this, I hope that you hear that, because his, his gospel, the gospel of Jesus, is any, isn't any different in its methodology of telling about it. But it is different in its impact. John couldn't contain himself at some level. Uh, He he tells us pretty quickly what his gospel is about. We're going to read that here in a second. But he he alludes to it in a couple other places. One is in John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. And here's where it gets great. But these are written, this gospel, these words are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. He tells us right away what his gospel purpose is, as he writes this. John wants us to know, this is why I wrote this. And I want you to know something else. John says this, he goes, listen, I'm going to give you a clarifier. It's bigger than you think. In chapter 21, verse 25, he says it this way. Now, there are also many other things that Jesus did were every one of them to be written. I suppose that the world itself couldn't contain the books that would be written. Have you ever thought about that? Listen, John and the other gospel writers, they they wrote down what was inspired to them, That's what scripture says. In Timothy, it says that the word is inspired, that that the writers took what God told them to and put it to paper. But there was so much more. John is the only one who says, listen, there were times we were walking down the road and Jesus taught us this. There were times around the campfire that we did this. There were probably other people that he healed. There were probably other miracles that he did. There are probably more people that were impacted than I could ever put in this book, because if it did, you wouldn't be able to carry it around with you. We have that. We, We live lives with folks. You know, think of the stories you tell about your best friend. You only tell the good ones or the embarrassing ones. You don't tell it all, but there was more. And Jesus was John's best friend. This gospel... This message is a snapshot. It's what we need, but it really is only a snapshot of the fullness of Jesus. And here's the promise, folks. I I sometimes sit back and go, oh, I wish I could have been there, but Jesus says, don't worry about it. You'll get it. I'm going to fill you with the Spirit. And guess what? As you walk alongside me, you're going to write books on books on books of my interaction with you. You're going to live a life that is so amazing because of Jesus. So we get to do it too. But John, he gets it in the Bible. And so we're going to start right here in chapter 1. So turn to chapter 1. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 18. I'll jump right into it. It'll be up on the screen as well. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is John the Baptist. You're going to get to hear a lot about him next week. Scott's going to teach on John the Baptist. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Has made him known so this is this is forgive me for students who don't want to go back to school but this is his thesis statement to his book this is a a quick glimpse into what is coming after this he gives us a really awesome start to a couple things about this king who's coming this gospel king who's coming And the first thing he does right out of the gate is he starts talking about Jesus' identity. And the first thing he wants us to know, more than anything, is Jesus is God. He is not some second-rate part of some religious organization. He is God. Repeat after me. He is God. He's no junior varsity part of, of this Godhead. I, I don't fully understand Trinity. I, I don't know that anybody truly does. But Jesus is part of a triune God. He's the Son. We'll hit on that in a second. But he's part of that threefold, supernatural, awesome God of the universe. He's in this perfect relationship. The Trinity is a perfect relationship. It's really a great model for us, I think more so than us trying to understand Trinity theologically. We should look at it as, as relationship. They, they all have roles. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They, they have no conflict. It's pure. They submit and serve. There's no envy. But Jesus is God. Don't, don't think he's some sort of exalted human. There are other religions out there that believe that Jesus was a created thing or that Jesus was just a human that that did enough good things or was just chosen from God and became holier than the rest of us. That is not true. Jesus is God. And if Jesus is God, and not some highly exalted human, here's something that you need to see as you read Scripture. You can see God as you see Jesus. You can see the attributes of the living God when you read, when you learn, when you hear the words of Jesus. You can see the type of God we have in the way Jesus interacts with us. He becomes, Jesus becomes the tangible of the intangible. He becomes the the personification of that burning bush that Moses saw in the desert. He becomes the person behind that gentle whisper that Elijah heard in the cave. Jesus is God. And John goes on, and he 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 wants us to see at least one of his roles here. This is one of the one of the big roles that he gives Jesus in his thesis statement in the beginning, in verse in chapter one here. And he says that he is the light, and I love that. If we turned out all the lights right now, I could still be talking, but there'd be something lost in it. I had a stool the first hour. Poor Steve's back there getting a cramp with the camera going back and forth. But I had a stool the first hour, um, <clears throat> and my wife said, "Sean, you can't." Do that it, that's not how you're wired and <laughs> she's right um, but you could still hear me but you wouldn't see you could you could walk in the world the, your whole life and it'd be dark and you could still experience some stuff but until the light shines down on things and reveals things you don't have a clear picture Jesus's role was to be the light his role was to reveal things. His role was to show us our brokenness. His role as the light was to show us the path. John wants us to hear that right at the gate. He wants to go listen. This is one of the roles of Jesus. He's going to shed light on a life that you currently have and a life that you should have. And this kind of brings us into one of the other identities that John wants us to see. He says that Jesus is the word. You're going to see it up on the screen here. Jesus is the word. His role is the light, but his word, and this this again lost in our language because the Greek word that goes with that, the logos, the logos, the revealer. The word brings to us fullness of knowledge and truth. When an Eastern reader, the people that were in this audience heard someone say he is the Logos, and the Logos was in the beginning, and the Logos is God, they would have gone, you're saying that Jesus, one, you're telling me this is a gospel, so he's a king, and now he's the Logos? He's the fullness of truth and reason and knowledge? It would have blown their minds. We see the word and we just keep moving on. Sometimes we see the word and we just go, he's also the Bible? Well, yes, in a way. But the logos, the fullness of God's truth, that's who Jesus is. He's also the creator. Another thing that John wants us to hear in his opening statement. He created all things. That is a God talent. If you still missed that part at the beginning where I said he is God, this should drive it home even more. He's the creator of all things. Even you, me, the the things that he actually came to save. You and me, whose, whose ancestry broke the covenant between him and Adam. He came to us, but he created us first. John is an incredible love story. If you missed that, you've missed a big part as we go through this. Hear the love story. I'm going to create it, it's going to betray me, and then I'm going to die for it. He's also the son. Like I said, he's part of the Trinity and his role is in the Son. We, we hear the Son again, we just let that role pass because sometimes we don't truly understand Trinity. But for him to be the Son is a statement about his purpose. You see, in that tradition, that the tradition that Jesus, as God, at the beginning, as Father, as Holy Spirit set up, is that there had to be sacrifice for our sin. And, and up until that point, it was the, the purest of the firstborn, often a lamb or a dove or, uh, or, or, or cattle. And And for Jesus to fulfill his purpose, which we're going to speak on in a second, he had to be born as son, the firstborn, because ultimately he's going to be the one that pays the ultimate sacrifice. You see, his role of son is not just to be obedient to the Father, his role as son, who who became flesh, who was born in a manger, we're not so far away from Christmas, was to die for us, was to be our perfect sacrifice. So let's go there. Let's go to purpose. Why? There's got to be more than just those basic things. And and it's wrapped up in this idea of an incarnate God. If you're trucking towards lunch here and you're a little hungry, I'm going to make it worse here in a second. I love carne asada. I don't know if any of you guys, it's my my favorite type of taco. Carne just basically means meat. Meat. Incarnate means that Jesus is God with skin on, with flesh. Jesus' main purpose for us, the interaction with us, is to come here and be the incarnate God, to be among us, to be close to us. You see, we don't have a distant God other religions have a have gods and this is all religions even religions that are maybe closer in tradition to ours like Judaism or even further away like Islam they they don't believe in a personal relational god that god is distant we don't have a distant god the god of the universe wants to be close to us and and Jesus is that the incarnation scripture and when it says he came to dwell among us in that Uh, section of scripture that we read uh, the better transition is he came and pitched his tent in our neighborhood think about that I I don't know if I'm going to have a home when I get there but they're important enough to be there so I'm going to pitch a tent in their neighborhood I'm going to be among them it's going to be personal I'm going to be close Jesus sacrificed everything on his throne His heart broke when we fell. His heart broke when we sinned. His heart broke when we broke what I call the garden relationship. That that relationship we had at the beginning where he walked among us, his heart broke, and and the the love story is from that point forward, he's saying, I'm coming back. I'm going to be among them. I'm going to love them. They're going to know me. They're going to be able to reach out and touch me physically. I'm going to fix this garden relationship. Philippians says it this way in chapter 2. Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. He gave up his throne. He gave up his rights to the power that he had to come, be born as a baby in a manger, a lonely manger, live 30-some years and die for us on the cross. He gave all that up a king among his people. You've heard those stories, the, the nursery rhymes, the, uh, the different stories that talk about kings that, would, that would, they would clothe themselves like their people and live among them so they would know them. As parents, we can relate to that. We, we take a knee with a kid who doesn't understand something. We come down to their level. We get eye to eye with them and we say, listen, this is the truth. This is how I want to help fix your problems, your hurts, your boo-boos. It's not a dumbing down, though I think we probably need it. (laughs) Jesus didn't dumb anything down. He just came and told truth. But he came to our level. He was incarnate. He became flesh to die for us. Philippians goes on in that same chapter, in chapter 2, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. We're going to spend a lot of time towards the end of the book of of John talking about that sacrifice. It is one of the purposes of Jesus. I do not want to downplay it. Like I said, we're going to spend a lot of time on it. It it is probably paramount to, to many of the purposes of Jesus as the incarnate God. But I don't want to steal that thunder yet. Let's get closer to Easter. But he did come. He gave all that up to die for us. He, the firstborn pure lamb, the only one who could die for us, to fix that broken garden relationship, that's what an incarnate God did through Jesus Christ. Now, many of us would probably say, well, that's good enough for me. (laughs) That's the extent of Jesus' purpose. I'm okay with that. And and honestly, I I would probably say the same thing. But I don't want us to miss this. Because when it comes to impact, (laughs) Jesus' impact, his salvation for us is top but i don't want us to miss that he didn't just accomplish that you see being among us was one of his incarnate purposes but another one was to show us we cannot miss the truth that jesus came as a baby lived 30 some years before he died on the cross we cannot miss that he was tangibly with us, and during that time, and, and even in John, he hits a couple of them. Again, not all of them, but some of them, John says, here. See, here's just a few of them. He came to show us the light. He came to show us his glory. He came to show us grace. He came to show us truth. He came to show us God. Those are just the things that John hit on. Just a few But you see, we miss it that Jesus came for 30 years, and in two weeks I'm going to teach a little bit about why Jesus is the best teacher who has ever lived. If you're a teacher in this room, which honestly all all of us are at some level, but if you are an actual teacher, man, look at the way Jesus taught. Take that to your classroom. Take his methods. He was a rabbi for a reason, a teacher for a reason, because he taught so well. For 30 years, and and more specifically, three years of his ministry, Jesus came and taught. Listen, Jesus is powerful enough that he could have showed up in Jerusalem as a grown adult and accomplished the cross. He's that powerful, folks. But he didn't. And I don't think it's sacrilegious to say that Jesus came, lived a life so that we could see his example and his model and hear what he said and see what he did. Like I said, don't miss that Jesus spent 30 years on earth to be an example, to teach, to lead, to laugh, to care, to protest, to heal, to flip tables, to sit with children, to show us God. He walked the roads, he sat in the town squares, he was at the well, you're gonna hear that story. He went places and he taught things and he showed us how it was for us to be in his gospel Remember, his gospel is this kingdom. How will my people be in my kingdom when I'm gone? Well, Guess what? I'm going to teach them. I'm going to show them. And I'm going to tell them, you're going to hear this in John 2, that they're going to do even greater things. Jesus came to teach. We better listen. I bet as we go through the book of John and you have that mindset, you're going to see things go, oh, oh, Jesus went there. Guess what? he's calling you to go there too he made the kingdom attainable and showed us how to live in it and then to bring others into it he didn't just come as a baby live a few years three years do some miracles remember John said he probably did more and then just die for us to go yay me He came for us to go, listen, I've got something to tell you, to teach you, to show you, and ask you to do. Actually, command you to do. Don't let that number one, that that incarnate among us purpose of dying for us on the cross to save us in heaven, don't let that go to waste by sitting on your hands and doing nothing. Jesus taught us, showed us, and wants us to not only hear his gospel, but to be a part of it. To move forward, bringing his kingdom closer to folks. It marches on. It doesn't matter what's happening out in this world. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a mask today or not tomorrow. Jesus is calling us to live this out. He's not a far-off God. He was one who was born in a manger, lived among us, loved us, laid out a path for holy life, cared for the least of these and then gave his life on a cross so we could walk again in true communion with him. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. We're going to do communion a little differently. I hope that today you would understand that John is trying to say, listen, this is the gospel of the king, a king who wants to walk with you personally, who wants you to hear his words Act on them. Lead a holy life. Move forward and tell others about it. A king who says, my kingdom is eternal. And one day we will have full communion with him again in heaven. Until now, I'm going to send you my Holy Spirit. Until now, I'm going to give you my word. Until now, I'm going to give you my church. Let's do communion that way. So in a minute, you can start picking at the top of those things. I know they're painfully uh, irritating. In a minute, we're going to sing a song. I asked uh, Jake to, to sing a song. It's, it's kind of a Christmas song, but I'm like, we're close enough. But it's a manual, because that is one of the names of Jesus. One of his identities. And while we're singing this song, I would have you remember, because that's what communion is for us today. Remember who the king is. Remember what the king has done. Remember what the king has taught and remember what the king has called you to. So while we're singing, take communion as you feel led. We'll sing this song, and Jake will close us out. Let me pray for us. Father God, Lord, I'm thankful for the word, the Logos. I'm thankful for the Son. I'm thankful for this gospel. I want to follow that king into his kingdom. Lord, let us hear your message through the book of John over these next few months. Let us be kingdom people partnering with a king. Lord, we remember what you've done for us as we take communion. A body broken, blood spilled. Allow us to hear your call to us to be holy people, sanctified and chasing relentlessly after our Savior. Jesus' name.
1: Sing it again.
0: Jesus, we praise you, God with us, the Lord of all eternity with us, the word of God spoken. We praise you Jesus, because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We praise you because you embody everything that our heavenly Father does. You are God, Jesus. You are the word spoken. All of his love in you, we see that at the cross. As we partake communion, we see that, Lord, your broken body and your shed blood and worship you for this, Lord. We marvel at it, we don't, but I don't take it for granted how much I need you, how much I need your forgiveness, how much I need your unconditional love and your mercy and your grace. So we praise you for these things, Jesus.
1: We praise His name, Amen. You sing that as worship to Him. We praise His name, Amen. You. One more time and praise to Him, we celebrate Him. this morning,
0: just give him praise for who he is, what he's done. Amen. Well, hey, so glad that you're able to join us this morning. It was just a privilege to get to worship with you, hear scripture read and and taught this morning with you. Uh, hey, before you go, in the back on the walls there's uh, there's a box that you're going to see as you head out. If you want to give uh, to fresh water and the ministries that happen here, you can drop uh, your giving into that spot. You can also give online as well through the website and we have an app as well that you can give in. Also, as you head out in the lobby, you're gonna see some uh, people out there with those Alpha cards. Stop and grab a few of those, take them with you, invite a few friends or family to Alpha for this uh, January session, okay? Uh, They will be dismissing you from the back to the front. So those in the front, uh, maybe hang tight for a few minutes. They're going to come and get you. Those in the back, uh, you're out. So we'll see you later. Bye.